Yo, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What's good? This is DeAndre. This is my first podcast. The name of my podcast is Can We Talk? Our first episode we're going to talk about is Relationships One-on-One. We're not going to play no games on this one. We're going to dive right in. I want to go ahead and thank my engineer, E, for coming by, doing me a great service. You know, because engineers are hard to find. So I'm mad nervous, so he calms me down. All you got to do is look over here and let me know, like, you're doing good. Cut it off, you know what I mean? So, like, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. So, again, my first episode, we're talking relationships one-on-one. And we're going to let the music play for a second, and we're going to jump right into it. But let me ask you a question. Why would you even want to engage into a relationship with a person that you aren't feeling connected to? Think about that. Let the music play, and we're going to get back at you in a second. Yeah. said we're gonna get right into it you know what i'm saying let's just talk about what exactly is a relationship the dictionary defines a relationship as the way in which two or more concepts objects or people are connected or the state of being connected that's why i asked the question previously why would you want to even engage into a relationship with a person that you aren't even feeling connected to um that's a good question of course uh, I'll let you ponder on that for a second while I keep talking. Um, it's a lot of times, and by that definition and uh, the question I ask, most times you're in a relationship because of silly junk. Let's just say it like that, just silliness. You're in a relationship because that person is doing something for you physically. Uh, that's through sex or monetary reason they keeping you like dudes keep your hair done uh she you know what i'm saying you fingernails toenails and keep you lit with the clothes and whatnot and jewelry and whatnot or again for him it may be the fact of you taking care of this dude buying him playstation 4 games or xbox games and and keeping him laced with nikes and and jordans and whatnot that's just nonsense, silliness. You're not even connected to this person on a, 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 not just a physical, you're not even connected to this person on a soulful level. Like, why are you with this person? Why you want to engage in a relationship with that person when all it is is just physical stuff? And that physical stuff wears away. I'm here to tell you. Like that Coke bottle shape will turn into a two liter in a heartbeat that she got. All them six-pack going to turn into a 12-pack, you know what I'm saying? It's just gut, beer, belly, just just dead wrong. I mean, so then what happens then is that you're going on to the next because there's no, there's nothing, uh, let's just say there's nothing substantial to hold you, sustaining you there. There's like, I tell people, I give them analogy of cornflakes to cereal, or cornflakes rather to grits. Uh, cornflakes, yeah, we used to eat cornflakes back in the day. They, uh, they were good. Put all that sugar and all that good stuff, and you put all kinds of stuff, raisins or whatever, in the cereal. It's good for about an hour, but normally after an hour, you're always hungry. If you get you some homemade grits in your system, that's going to hold you for a while. You're not going to really be hungry. 
but that's another story. Anyway, so we gave you the definition of relationship. We ask a question. So let's just get right into the types of relationships. There's the family, um, family relationships, which is our concrete, our our foundation of where we learn about relationships at and where we should, I'd put it like that, where we should learn about relationships. And then there's a relationship between a man and a woman. Then there's just that that friendship relationship uh, that we engage in. And we definitely need to talk about the family because the family situation is always a problem. And that stems and that starts where that starts out your your thinking of what a relationship should be and in most families oh god it's a lot going on so uh yo e hit me with that and let them feel this real quick you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah uh that's last song y'all know that yeah go ahead and bob your head you know what i'm saying it's okay it's not a problem <laughs> yeah Tell him, Sly, tell him. One child grows up to be Yo. somebody that just loves to learn. For real, for real. Another child grows up to be now, somebody you just love Let's just understand about families. Families, oh God, what can I really say about family relationships? Um, families can be loving, yet be some of the biggest hurt. Because those that are closest to you as well as know you, they can hurt you the most. And they tend to hurt you the most, family members and family relationships. Um, Family is defined as a domestic group of people with some degree of kinship, whether through blood, marriage, or adoption. Ideally, each child is nurtured, respected, and grows up to care for others and develop a strong and healthy relationships. Now, I can say successfully that... Uh, that's not always the case because there's broken homes and broken marriages um, due to domestic violence and drugs and whatnot. Um, you know, back in the 80s, uh, a lot of relationships and a lot of families were broken up because of the welfare system, um, because of drugs, and like I said, domestic violence. So the kids were never successfully taught um, a good, healthy, fundamentally sound relationship and because of that there there we go that 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 starts the cycle of because i saw my daddy and my mama do it or i saw auntie and uncle do it or my big sister my big brother and their relationships with uh each other and my siblings then i'm not functioning uh like i should in a healthy relationship so because of what i've seen and i've been around i'm not functioning healthy and that's why i say the family and let's go ahead and be biblical about it. And I'm going to give you a side note on that. Uh, I do believe in God. I believe in Genesis to Revelation, the Bible in its entirety. So those of you that's listening, yo, I'm sorry. If you don't, that's your opinion. But that's what we call it. Can we talk? We just sit together and reason together. That's what we do. But I'm just letting you know what I do and what I believe in. I believe in the Bible. I believe in God and all that entails. So anyway, um, like I was saying, uh, the family is the cornerstone of relationships. The family is where you as a child learn uh, how 
to handle a relationship, whether it be between your brother, your, your brothers and or sisters or sisters and brothers or your, your, your grandmother, great grandmother, grandfather, grandparents as a whole, uh, cousins and whatnot. You go to family unions, you meet cousins that you hadn't saw or never met before in whether it be in the south or whether it be in the north uh, that's what family unions are for um, those are good healthy relationships learning how because I live in Mississippi they don't live the same way in California or because I live in California they don't live the same way in New York and that's how you do relationships with families um, but these relationships because of non-healthy functioning families you grow up and not really know how to function in a relationship because you've seen your mother and your father fight uh, so much with due to it maybe being um, verbal. Maybe it, it was it was it got from verbal to physical. That's how you feel like, oh, she loves him. And because as a as a young girl, you see your mother take all that verbal or physical abuse. You grow up saying, well, I can do it because uh, my I saw my mama get beat by my daddy or her boyfriends or her baby daddy or whatever. And that's how you grow up. And you grow up as a young boy trying to be like your daddy. You say, oh, that's all I saw my daddy do. My dad used to beat my mama, talk to my mama any kind of way, and she accepted it, and she still was there cooking, cleaning, doing whatever he asked. It didn't matter how he treated her. So that's unhealthy. And it, it, it starts a vicious cycle in relationships. The first ministry ever established here on earth was family. God created the heavens, the earth, all that good stuff. We know that if you read the Bible. So we know he created all that stuff. Then he created Adam and Eve because he said it's not good for man to be alone. He created Eve for Adam, took the rib out, put him asleep and whatever, and created Eve, right? So he created Eve. He told them to be fruitful and multiply. He, they had Cain and Abel. And if you read the Bible, you know what happened, so on and so forth with Cain and Abel. That, starts, that started an ugly cycle between uh, two brothers. Cain was jealous, jealous of Abel. He killed Abel and so on and so forth. So, um, again, this is the problem that I feel like we aren't tackling. We won't start at talking about the families and how kids grow up. We won't talk about that relationship. See, we talk about relationship and friendships and relationship between a man and woman as they get older and as we as we all get older. But we won't talk about where exactly did it start from? Did you start this thinking, this process, this ugly thinking? You're thinking about relationships. Where did it start from? It started from the family. It depends on the family. It depends on how you were you were, you were brought up. Now, when I was, you know, me, I was taught, you know, to use manners around my family members, you know, to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, yes, sir, uh, or, you know, things of that nature. Don't use rude language, you know what I'm saying? And rude language don't necessarily mean cussing neither, because, I mean, you'll think that, okay, as a child, you say, okay, cussing is that situation, and that's what we did. No, it's not just that. It's not just saying rude language is saying nah, huh, what? You know what I'm saying to adults and whatnot, and and you telling your, your your sister and brother to shut up and calling him calling him a punk, calling her whatever you would call her in the little names. Now don't get me wrong because I was talking not to put my family members down, but we had a little thing back in the day, and I know y'all can attest to this. We had this little thing what we called the dozen. Now you know what the dozen is the dozen, yo. No holes barred, yo. It didn't matter. We talk about each other's mamas. We talk about the way you look, the way you smell, the way you dress. 
it was just like nothing was off limits. Now, it wasn't necessarily put, now it was putting down, but it was like, it was friendly wordplay between family members and friends. That's what we did. Wag on each other and talk about high water pants you wear or your pants too tight or they had all these holes in them and stuff like that. That's what we did. It was more of a terms of endearment than to really make you feel bad in a situation. And, you know, we were taught to encourage each other. You know, if you do something good, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you know, pound it back. Yo, cuz, or yo, brother, yo, yo, sister, yo, you know what I'm saying? Auntie, uncle, yo, I knew you could do it. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and encourage each other. And when they graduate high school, graduate uh, uh, junior high, or any, go from one, you know what I'm saying, go from one place to another, or one grade to another, you congratulate them. They got a new car, new house, whatever. You congratulate and encourage them. You know what I'm saying? You're helping each other. Now, this is one of those situations now. Let's stop there. Helping each other. Boy, boy, boy. Just because we're a family don't mean you get to just use me neither. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there like that. Now, no, no, I'm very serious. Don't boo that one, E. I'm serious. Just because we're family don't necessarily mean I'm your cash cow neither. Don't mean that you just get to uh, ask me every month on the first, can I help you with your rent? Can I help you with your light bill? See, we just, that's that's bad relationship ethic. <laughs> that's what we that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say it's racial, black. You know what I'm saying? Everybody do it. It don't matter if you're Indian, Mexican, black, white. It don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? We've no family members who will call you every month because you may be doing a little bit better than they are. You may be uh, have a better job, more pay, whatever. You may be blessed by God more financially and whatever. And they feel like, okay, because you are my cousin or because you're a family member, brother, sister, uncle, whatever, and you're doing better than I am just because we family, we blood, you can take advantage of that. Nah, 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 don't, don't, don't be silly. By no means do I owe you anything. Let's just go ahead and put that, you know what I'm saying, stop right there. But, and then, you know, another thing with relationships, with families, everybody needs space. Now, let's just go ahead and I'll say this, and y'all can tell my mama I said it, because I'll tell my mama, and I've told my mama, I love my mother, I love my father, both of them to death. I will go to the grave for my parents. However, just because I love my mom, would I want my mom to stay with me if she's healthy enough to stay by herself and do what she's supposed to be doing, you know what I'm saying, and functioning healthy in, in, in life? No. I know. I don't, I don't, no. No, I, I'm just sorry. I do not want my mother staying with me. I need space. I'm a loner. Anybody that knows me that I'm always uh, like riding by myself, I don't have very little. My, when I say my circle's small, it's about three people that I really, really can say I successfully trust for that matter. But honestly, like I love, like I said, I love my parents, but as far as them staying with me and me going back to stay with either one of them, nah, no, I'm a grown man. I got to stand on my own two feet, love them to death, but uh, no, I need my space. And I feel like my parents and my, my mother and my father, they're the same way. They love me to death, but me staying with them, they'll like they'll tolerate it because of whatever situation I may be in. But as far as us staying together, now they're gonna be like, yo, you gotta get out, yo. I ain't finna wash your clothes and stuff like that. We don't do that no more. You grown. You better take your butt to the laundromat. Or if we got a wash and dryer, yo, you do your own stuff. And better yet, since I ain't did all that all them years, you do my stuff for me and make sure my stuff is fluffed and folded. How's about that? So that's how my parents get down. I don't know how yours get down, but I know that's their thing. Uh, but again, we need space. 
we we need we need time to think and be by ourselves. How can you successfully miss somebody if they're around you all the time? I mean, really, I ask the question. Don't worry, I'll wait. I will wait. How can you miss somebody if they in your face all of the time? And that just that just goes into uh, another relationship with man and woman or friends. Yo, if they're in your face and always at your house and always in your car, you're always texting, you're always seeing each other. Like you can't, you can't even say you miss each other. That's just dead wrong. Like no. And um, you know what I'm saying? What does family mean for me? Family. That's a strong word. It's supposed to be a strong word because again, that's the first uh, ministry God ever established on earth. It should be strong. Um, uh, for me, it's like. It's like a, a need or not really a need, but it just means to feel secure, to have someone you can count on, who you can share your problems with. But it also means to have respect for each other and responsibility. Family is really an important word. Family should teach. The family is like teaching you, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's the, it's the training ground. It's the foundation of what you're going to be or act like or whatever as you grow older. It's an important word. Most people can't function in life because they haven't functioned in a family or in a functioning family. Think about that. I always ask a question if a person, uh, I, I look at the news or see on a news feed, somebody doing something crazy, somebody killed somebody, or in a relationship between a man and woman, like one of my favorite shows on Oxygen is, is Snapped. I love Snapped. But I'd be like looking like, man, dude, what was she like when she was a little, a child, because it always stems from something. You don't all of a sudden. I, I don't. I don't get that. Like you don't just click and just go crazy. I don't believe that. I'm sorry. It stems from something. There had to be a little bit of craziness in you. <laughs> that's a that's a different story, and that's a different for another another episode. But we won't even just dive into that. But again, we're just talking about the the types of relationships, and we're dealing with the family. How was your family? Leave me a message. You can leave me a message here on Anchor. Like, tell me how your family, how did you grow up? You know what I'm saying? I saw y'all about you putting each other down and, and we ragging on each other and stuff like that and like endearment, terms of endearment for that matter. Like, how did you grow up? How was your family? Like, I, I still believe in the belt. Spare the rod, spoiled child. I'm, I'm, that's me. That's where I grew up. Things that you did, you knew was wrong, you got your butt whooped for it. Nowadays, you can't even look at a child, make a child cry before uh, the cops is called, <laughs> before somebody calling Department of Human Services or something like that on you. you know, I mean, it's just crazy, yo. But I grew up with that type of environment. Like, yo, you do something wrong, and then nine times out of ten, even if you didn't do something wrong and your, your, your brothers, your cousins, and somebody did something wrong, everybody got to whoop it, including the people that were just innocent bystanders. Because nine times out of ten, your family or your guardians or your uncles, aunties, anybody, grandma, my grandma always said, you may get by, but you're not going to get away. Basically saying, even though you didn't do something this time, I didn't whoop you for what you did last time, so I'm going to catch you now when I'm whooping everybody else. Now, everybody can attest to that, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, getting that whooping. It ain't no, it ain't no game. It ain't no game. But uh, that's what I feel about family. If, 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 you, if you're being taught good values, good morals, and growing up in a situation by somebody, you've got to... I mean, even if your your dad's not there, there's a male figure somewhere, somehow, is telling you the truth and showing you the way to grow up as a man. Even if your mother or, you know what I'm saying, your mother's not there, there's a grandmother, auntie, big sister, somebody, you're going to learn that. 
you can't I, I refuse to believe that you know somebody's not teaching you something whether it be a teacher at school a, a male figure a male teacher female teacher somebody's teaching you something at school you know what I'm saying to 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 cre- increase your value in life because that's all where relationships stem from in the family it's to increase your value teaching you good morals good ethics and what you should do and what you should not do that's family so e i think we're going <laughs> i think we're going hit them again with something that's that's crazy and we're going to get back to y'all and we're not playing no games you know what i'm saying hit your boy up you know what i'm saying oh yes sir that's that's it right there that's that business you know what i'm saying haven't heard that in a while, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's real. Yeah, we're going to talk about friends. Oh, my. How many others have them? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Friends. Yo, it's... it's oh, How man. Friendship. Wow. Yeah. Most of the time we use it in the wrong way. Now you can look the word up again and again, but the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. And if you ask no. me, you know I couldn't be much help because a friend's somebody you judge for yourself. Some are okay and they treat you real cool, and some mistake you can't. Well, friendships. Like oh my. This is another touchy subject. You know what I'm saying? Friendship. Well, the definition they they, they give you. And Webster's is a state of mutual trust and support between two or more people. Now, that's scary. And that's real scary. I'll give it to you again. Webster's definition of friendship is a state of mutual trust and support between two or more people. Now, growing up, a lot of us have many different definitions of friends. You know what I'm saying? When you're kids, you don't really know the real, real definition of friendship. You wouldn't really be able to, uh, I guess, fathom what Webster say about um, a friend, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, what I just read. What most times is, you know, when you're young and when you're a child, you think, okay, you know, when you're young, you're like, okay, my friend is somebody let me stay by their house and we have slumber parties or sleepovers or whatever on my boy. Cause that's what we got it bad, you know what I'm saying? As youngsters, that's my homegirl, that's my homeboy, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying, we base what they do for us as that's that's our friend and that's how close we are. You know what I'm saying? If she uh let me go through her closet and wear her stuff, that's my friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or he let me borrow Xbox or PS4 games, you know what I'm saying? That's my friend. Or we ride together as far as go places, uh, parties, or go to another person's house. That's friendship. Um, why do we call people friend? That's that's the next question. Why do we why do we call people friends? I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. I'm not quick to call a person my friend because I know that's a strong word. That's a that's a very it's a very strong word. You can't just call everybody your friend. It just it makes no sense to do that. It, it it's it's like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's not your friend. And I think social media has 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 corrupted the mindset of people and of the masses. We call everybody our friends. I heard a pastor say Sunday after Sunday 
I hope you don't believe those thousand or five hundred or wherever how many friends uh, count of friends you have on Facebook or social media. I hope you don't really feel like those people are your friends. How many of those people can you call successfully and say, can you help me? Whether it be monetarily, whether it be through prayer, whether it be through just somebody to talk to or a listening ear. I surely hope no one's that silly out there to believe that those people are your friends. Because nine times out of ten, out of those thousand people, let's just break it down numerically. Um, um, out of those thousand people you may have as friends on social media, 500 of those people are your friend because of something you posted, a picture, a comment, or video, whatever. It, I mean, you know, for girls nowadays, it's the picture you post with your, you know, you turned around with your butt out, you know what I'm saying, wearing some leggings or some short shorts or bikini or something like that. And, and hey, next thing you know, you got 60,000 people, in, mostly men in your inbox, and nowadays women too, you know what I'm saying, in your inbox saying, let's be friends or I want to get to know you, send your friends request or you got, or some dude, he got a bunch of money holding up to his ear like he making a phone call and he got some bands up to his ear. Now, nine times out of ten, you don't even know if that money's real or not, but because it looks real and he looked like he got it going on, then you want to be friends. So out of those 500 people, that's not really friendship. Now, out of 1,000 people, 500 of them, not really friends. Out of 500, we're still breaking it down. Out of 500, 250 are just there to see what you're doing because 9 out of 10, stuff you're posting is nonsense. But they just there to see. For real. If you don't, I've I, listen, I've did the research. I know about it. 250 are there just to be there on your post, on your page, or see what you're doing. Because nine times out of ten, you, it's just nonsense. You're not really talking about nothing. Or you talk about things that just get you a shock factor or a like. Okay? We had 250. So out of 250, uh, 125 of them are there to see your demise and your downfall. But they'll just make it seem like they're there for you. They're always going to like what you post. They always gonna comment about what you post, and they're just to see your downfall. But they gonna, you know, portray themselves as friendly. The other 125, you're still going down and down. Out of 125, it may be 30, 30 to 50 people that are really there to see you do better. They don't always comment. They don't always like. But when you, they feel like you say something substantial. Or you say something with some kind of substance, they're there to comment and they give you positive reinforcement about the things you say or do or whatever. And, they, and then they're there when you even, they, they feel like you just going off on a tangent, they'll be there to tell you the truth about yourself. And they don't have to tell you on social media, they'll call you or see you and be like, yo, we need to talk because that was not right or whatever. That's the people that you need in your life. I mean, honestly. So it's like we always, I mean, we're still, again, stemming from relationships with the family. We're, we're growing up thinking that, honestly, you really have a friend uh, on social media, online. You really have a true friend that's going to tell you when you do wrong. A real friend is going to tell you that. When you do wrong, 
They're going to tell you that. When you're doing right, they're going to help you. But when you're doing wrong, that's a real friend. Tell you, I don't care. You can be mad with me, unfriend me, whatever, not follow me on Instagram or whatever social media platform you're on. They're going to tell you the truth. Whether you're mad at them or not, that's a real friend. They're always going to say yes to something you say or something you do. They're going to be like, no, I disagree with that. That's a real friend. You, if a person's that's next to you, let's let's just check your friendship, yo. Some some of your after this situation, after hearing me talk, you may need to check the people and check the surroundings that you have, and you may need to check the people around you. If you got a person around you that always tells you yes when you in the back of your mind, because God is gonna tell you, God's gonna tell you. It's not your conscience. God is gonna tell you when you're doing wrong. God's gonna tell you that. God's going to let you know. He's already let you know. And then if you, there we go back with the whole, the whole formal training and the foundation of family, you know, when you do good, good teaching and good morals, you know, when you're doing wrong, a good friend is going to be like flat foot, like, yo, you wrong, dead wrong, dead wrong. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, yo, you wrong and you need to get yourself together. And I'm not going to go along with this situation that you're in because you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, E, for real. They're going to tell you, like, yo, you wrong. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, yo, E, pull up that, that scripture, man. I, I don't want to misquote it. Um, it's in the Bible. It talks about, uh, uh, about friendship. It lets you know about friendship. I'm trying to find it while we, while we, you know what I'm saying, while we live right here, you know what I'm saying, and doing what we're doing. I'm trying to find that. Um, some of y'all even know it, you know what I'm saying, uh, about the scripture. And uh, about friendship, you know what I'm saying? Uh, John 15 and 13, that's Bible. Look it up for yourself. John 13 verse in, you know what I'm saying, 15th chapter, uh, it says, uh, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. How many people you know will tell you, you know what I'm saying, I'm your friend, and they'll lay down their own life for you? Because you can't argue with the Bible. That's John 15, chapter 13, verse. You can't argue with the Bible. You know, honestly, when's the last time your friend said, yo, I'll die for you. We're going to ride or die. See, we just take things for, for granted. You know what I'm saying? We, in, our, in our relationships, and especially with friendships, you just take that for, for granted. You just say, like, you really going really gonna to say that's my friend. But when, it, times get, when times get hard, you know, things look dreary and whatnot, they're not there. You can't even call them. You get and then now they didn't, the worst thing they can ever give a person was a cell phone with caller ID. <laughs> a, they give you they give you a cell phone. So now when you call, even we don't answer restricted numbers. Let's just uh, let's just say that and just be be honest about it. We don't ever you know what I'm saying answer restricted numbers. No, we don't do that. No, we don't answer restricted numbers, man. So, you know what I'm saying? You give a person your number or your friend or your number, whatever, they programming their phone, and you call, and you could really be needing something, really some, not even just something materialistic. You could be needing some guidance or an ear to listen, and they'll just ignore you. That's not a real friend. It's not. A real friend is never too busy for you. Sorry. A real friend is there to listen, to help all the time. And a real friend, again, I'm ended with this. A real friend is not ever going to use what they do for you as leverage for you to do something for them. I'm just gonna tell you that, and I'm dead serious. Yeah, yeah, e, yeah. A real friend is not gonna ever hold nothing over your head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let me give you a scenario. Like if I give 
you know what I'm saying, give E a hundred dollars today because he really need it. It ain't because he just want to borrow it. He really need this hundred dollars. I'm not gonna give it to him and with, with a preconceived idea, a preconceived notion, saying I'm giving you this money, and next week I already know. I'm going to get you to do something for me that you probably don't want to do. But, but I'm like, yo, didn't I get $100 last week? And that's what people, that's what people's so-called friends do. That's not a real friend, yo. That's not a friend at all. And again, let's not forget about John 15 and 13. Remember that scripture. Write that down. That's, that's, that's one of the qualifications of a real friend. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. That's physically, that's mentally, they there for you. They like, yo, I'm going to shed down my life. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It ain't got to be necessarily saying I'm going to die for you type of situation. Physically, it can be like, I'm going to shed down. What if you really need some guidance? You were like depressed and you were like really in your room and you needed a so-called friend. Do they shed down their life and they busy so-called life for you and say, I'm on my way. I'm shutting that down. I was going to go to the gym or I was going to go to this place. I was going to go to the club. I was going to go to this place or whatever. And I'm going to shut that down. I'm on my way to see about you. I mean, honestly, can you out there? You can send me a message about that one. Has a friend did that for you and been there for you like that? Has a person that you call friend online, whether it be any type of social media platform, has that person did that for you? Can you say that successfully about the person that you've been with or the person that you call friend? Yo, we're going to continue on this friendship kick. You know what I'm saying? E, hit me with something. In the wrong way. Yeah. You can look the word up again and again, but the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. And if you're we're talking about relationships you know, one-on-one and not just one type of relationship. We're talking about family relationships, okay, friendships, and relationships between man like and woman. You can hit me with a message here on Anchor and be featured on my next episode. It don't matter if it's a question, if it's a comment. Let me know about this friendship thing. Let me know what you're really feeling. The way you grew up, the way you were taught about how relationships work, where you are right now. Friends, yeah. Yeah, let's continue this friendship thing that we're going through right now, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. There's a number of reasons why friendships end. A number of reasons why friendship ends. Um, I'll just give you a couple. Manipulation. Oh, man. Man. Manipulation is one of them situations. Wow. Manipulation. (laughs) I I gave you that already. And, again, the manipulation part about it... um, you know, you have a friend that's selfish. You know what I'm saying? And they use your friendship as leverage and they use it as leverage to get what they want out of you, whether being materialistic or just your time and your energy. Um, you may find only one friend to be interested in receiving the personal benefits directly or indirectly by having friendly relations with you. You're going to find that one person, now I'm going to say all the people like that, but you're going to have this one person who calls himself your friend, and it's going to either be direct or indirect. Somehow they're going to try to use you and manipulate you into saying, hey, we're friends, so you do this for me, or you give me this, or you be there for me. How many people ever went through that? Don't worry. I'll wait. That's an ugly thing. Yeah, E. That's an ugly thing. <laughs> For real. No, it's an ugly thing when people try to manipulate you in a friendship. I've had it happen to me where 
a certain person I did call a friend. We're not friends no more because I woke up. Uh, manipulating, uh, try to manipulate me, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, like, did that very thing, like, you know, hey, um, you know, Dre, I, you know, I, you know, I got this going on, and that going on, and, and then after they finished telling me what they got going on, they were like, you know, but I ain't got the money to do it. So, naturally, because I'm a real kind-hearted person, the people that really know me know I'm really kind, I'm a really kind-hearted person, I have a heart for people, it don't matter, I'll give you my last dime if I feel like you need it. But um, that person was just manipulating me, man. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, okay, what you need? How much you need? And I would help. Until I found out it was just, it was becoming a cycle. And then it was no reciprocation. When I needed you, you wasn't even there physically. You wasn't even there, like, at all. I couldn't call you for advice. I couldn't call you to be a listening ear. You know what I'm saying? Like the song says, you know, lean on me. <laughs> you can't even find nobody. Just call on me, brother. Come on, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? They phone is off or they on private mode or they blocked you. You know what I'm saying? And then just give you some asinine reasoning to why they could you couldn't get in contact with them. Oh, uh, my phone was off that day. Oh, I was at work and I canceled the phone, but you play on social media all day. Stop it. Stop the nonsense, man. Don't 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 let people lie to you like that and give you stupid reasons and stupid answers as to why. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't be there for you. But uh manipulation, um, mistrust. Mistrust. That, that just says a lot. Mistrust, you know what I'm saying? Um, you start doubting your friends, honestly, after that. The integrity, the sincerity of what they're doing, the suspicious, you know what I'm saying, create a general feeling of mistrust. You know what I'm saying? You're suspicious about, if you have to be suspicious about the things that your so-called, quote-unquote, friends tell you in a relationship, and you start being suspicious, then quite naturally, that's probably more than likely not your friend. If I have to feel suspicious about you, man, that's definitely a sign, you know, that's definitely one another sign of we're not really friends in that relationship. Uh, I can go on and on with that. Jealousy, yo, jealousy is definitely a reason why uh, relationships go bad with friendships, even relationship between the man and woman, man. It just goes bad, uh, uh, the jealousy factor. Um, I, get, I get good money. I have a good job. God's blessing me. What happens? You get jealous. You're like, you mad, you're upset because it's not you. But you call my, my you call yourself my friend. Now I can give you the scenario again, back to the Bible. Cain was Cain was just able because God accepted his offering and his sacrifice offering to unto unto God and killed him. Jealousy. That's when jealousy came into play. That was that was that that was it right there. You know what I'm saying? And you have the same type of jealousy now. You may not kill me physically, but you call yourself my friend. And that was Cain. Cain and, and Abel were blood brothers. So, you know what I'm saying? How much more of it can a person do to you right now? They don't have to kill you physically, but they can kill your character. They start telling lies about how God is blessing you. They, God, you get a new car. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, girl, she got that new car because she was fooling around with a married man. She She bribed him. <laughs> or, or yo, yo, like, homeboy got that, you know, it's his new new house because he a dope boy. You don't even know what that man do for a living, like Tommy from Martin, but you'll automatically assume because he got something new, he doing something illegal, he a dope boy. Stop the nonsense, man. That's that's just where we are. That's just crazy. That's ludicrous. But uh, jealousy, man, jealousy is cruel to the grave. Uh, betrayal. Now, sensitive as it may sound, you're going to suffer some type of betrayal from a real friend. 
Uh, just there's no way around it. They it happens. You suffer betrayal. It's gonna happen. Uh, you think your friend uh, is your friend, and they'll never tell your business. But sometimes they have loose lips. Loose lips sink ships. They tell something that you they wasn't supposed to tell to somebody else, and something that was heartfelt. I've had it happen before. With Pete. I've told somebody about illnesses and sicknesses and how I grew up, and I thought that person was my friend. They tell everybody about that and uses leverage against me. It didn't happen. Relationships go bad. You know what I'm saying with betrayal. Differences. You're not going to always like the same thing. That's differences. You know what I'm saying? That's another reason why. I can go on and on, but I don't want to stay here too long. But, you know, in the relationship between friends uh, in the Bible with David uh, in the Bible. Yeah, King David. Yeah, the same guy that played the harp. The same guy that dodged the javelin from from uh, King Saul. Not Saul, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, King Saul, rather. Yeah, he uh, dodged the, the javelin from him. The same King David that had a man killed to get his wife. The same king that that God uh, described as a man after his own heart. Yeah, uh, King David had uh, Saul's son, uh, Jonathan, which was his best friend. His best friend. Even, I mean, imagine that. You are best friends with a, a man a man that don't even like you, a man that want to kill you, that's friendship. Don't care what y'all say about that. That's real friendship for you to be friends with a man that wants, friends with a, a man whose father wants to kill you. And you say, I don't, it don't even matter. I love this, this, this brother. I love this sister that much where I'll go against that. And again, and, and again, there's, there's a scripture, John 15 and 13. You'll lay down your life. For that, for that person. You'll risk your own life for that person. That's real friendship. Uh, like I said, differences, inconsistencies, ah, so many things, so many things, man. We could, we could discuss them. I'm trying to get out of here, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. But we got one more, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. We got one more thing we got to talk about. And it's real. The relationships between a man and a woman. Oh, man. Hit me with an E. Yeah, man. Oh boy, this is real sensitive. <laughs> Hit me with an E. <laughs> wow. Relationship between a man and a woman, man. Now you may want to go ahead and get ready for this one, because it's 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 real it's real sensitive. But I don't care, I'm going in there head first. Yeah. Oh, that's an old one. That's an old one, E. <laughs> Why you treat me so bad is the one he chose. Wow. Yo, that's Cali at his finest, man. Club Nouveau. For those of you that don't know. They used to play this song all the time with KSOL. The Bay Area's best between KML and KSOL. Yeah. Why you treat me so bad? Yo. Let's just get into this one, man. The relationship between a man and a woman. This one is the most talked about because its ability to make one, even in their right mind, go crazy. Yo, they go crazy. You could be a sane individual, but ah, the relationship between you and this woman or you and this man can make you lose your mind. Uh, let's just get into it. Um, Wow. It's 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 a sensitive. I've been here. I I was once married. I was once married. 
Um, without going into detail, because I don't believe in, you know, just giving so much of myself or too much of my info out there like that. But let's just say in my relationship when I was married, I'm married for all the right reasons, but it was just the wrong person. And that's not saying she was bad. That's not just that's not saying she was bad at all. Um, she just wasn't a person for me at all. It's just what it was. You know what I'm saying? I've been in a couple of relationships where I was in that relationship for all the right reasons. I wanted to be in love. I wanted to love. I wanted to be happy. And I was happy with myself because let's just put a pin in that. You can't successfully be in a relationship with anybody, friendship, family, um, relationship between a man and a woman or whatever. You can't be in that relationship first if you're not happy. How dare you put the burden of being happy on somebody else? And let's just be honest, you know, let's just go ahead and be honest about it. You're not going to be happy. Uh, the only person you can do that to put your put your happiness and say or or depend on being happy is Jesus Christ, God. Really, you're just not going to be happy without God, honestly. But you darn show ain't going to be happy in a relationship with anybody. Like I said, via friends, via family. If you're not happy with yourself, you got to love yourself first. You got to be I mean, self-preservation and self-love is the first one you got to deal with. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. When that person leaves you in the morning, leaves you at night, or just leaves your presence, if you're not happy with yourself when you look in the mirror, when you get up in the morning or whatever, and you get up and look in the, you go to the bathroom and look at yourself or take a selfie, if you're not really happy with yourself, then you're not going to be happy with nobody else. And see, that's the, that's, the, that's the first situation that we have to tackle. Man, be happy with yourself. If you want to lose a little weight, lose a little weight. That's your business. If you think you look good, 40, 50 pounds overweight, that's your business. If you think you look good, bald head, mohawk, you want to wear Hawaiian silky hair, all kinds of yakky hair, whatever weave you want to put in your head, that's your business. Be happy. Be happy with yourself. Short, longer, nappy. Just be happy, man. Be happy with yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Because, you're, again, you're not going to successfully be happy with anybody else until you're happy with yourself first. Uh, statistically, that's they say, women fall in love um, quicker and more than men do. Now, you may want to leave a message on that because I ain't going to necessarily say that's truth. Maybe somebody else has a different point of view, male, female, whatever. But statistically, I've read the statistics because that's what I do normally on Google. They said that at least 75% out of 100 Women, 75% of women fall in love more than men do. But the thing out of that, the next uh, the next uh, statistic out of that is um, we go into relationships being pessimistic instead of being optimistic, being open to things and new things and trying to figure out or trying to say that this is going to work out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, we go into it being uh, pessimistic. We say that this is probably not going to happen. <laughs> this is probably not going to be the one. <laughs> this probably ain't going to last. Who does that, man? Like, really, who who honestly goes into a relationship and say that this is... <laughs> Where do they do that at? E, Toby, honestly, 
Where they do that at? Where do you go in a relationship? Why would you even go in any relationship saying that it's not going to work out? You're being pessimistic. You're saying this person's probably not the one. This chick is going to probably be uh, a gold digger. She's probably going to lie to me, manipulate me, and whatever. Or this dude is probably going to verbally abuse me. He probably going to be a liar and a cheater. And then it's always either or. Men and women say the same thing. And if you say, if you never said this, you or, or say you never said this, you're lying. You have said at some point that they're probably just like the person I broke up with, the previous person. Everybody said that. Everybody has said that same statement. If you say you haven't said that, you're lying. Everybody said that. And I mean, why would you go into a relationship like that? I'm serious. Why would you go into any relationship saying that um, you're just like the last one? Or you're probably like the last one. You're doing that person because, I mean, that person just may be good for you. And that you, you've ruined a perfectly good relationship because now you're going into it with that type of frame of mind. It's almost like, would you buy a car, a new car, saying that this car is going to break down in six months. Why would you buy? Why would you buy that car? Why would if you think this car is going to break down in six months? Would you still spend your hard-earned money to buy it? Now, as much as you be talking about hard-earned money, why would you use your time? There's two things and there's two feelings in this world that no one wants to feel, male or female. No one wants to feel like they're being used. That's number one. Because the feeling of being used and make you want to hurt somebody, make you really want to kill somebody. And no one wants to feel like they wasted their time. So if you're going into a relationship with that frame of mind, nine times out of ten, that's what you're doing. You're going to waste your time and somebody else's time. Um, love does heal. I, I love heals along with time will heal. Um 35% more likely to become severely ill or experience regular illness if you're in an unhappy relationship. That's another statistic. Yo, for real. You ever think about that? You are more than likely, <laughs> and I've been there. I'm just telling you I'm being personal. I'm, I'm opening up to you guys. Like, I've been there. I have, uh, I have sickle cell, high blood pressure, and I have liver disease. Yeah, all three of these, right? So, in an unhealthy relationship, it's only going to uh, grow and get bigger. I'm already unhealthy without a relationship. But to be in a toxic relationship where there's mistrust, there's verbal abuse, there's just a bunch of nonsense and nothingness and shenanigans going on, it's only going to make what I got, these illnesses that I got going on through my body, chemically react and make it worse for me. People have suffered heart attacks and strokes yelling at each other. Yeah, it's, it didn't happen. I know it didn't happen in relationships. People have gotten migraines and just severe, just hurt, upset, and physically, just physically pained from bad relationships. And statistically, again, you are 34%, I mean, 35% more likely to become severely ill or experience regular illness in an unhappy relationship. Why would you want to be in something like that? Why would you want to do that? Um, Online dating is just what it is. Online dating, I, I I'm not I'm not talking about Match or any of these other sites, or, you know what I'm saying or whatever sites that's out there that's got you know ChristianMingle.com. I just think that's a bad idea, period. But that's just my that's my opinion. But um, 
online dating, I don't I don't know any success stories. I don't believe what I see on TV because media is out there to lie and get you to do something that you really don't want to do. But you know, I don't. I, unless somebody can successfully tell me, and I know them personally, and I believe them that they met somebody online, and they are really they just met. They did not know them, and they met them online. It went good. Nah, I don't. I don't believe that. Online dating is where it is, yo. You gonna get a stalker. You gonna get a pedophile. You gonna get somebody down low. You gonna get somebody that may be a, a murderer. You don't never know what you are gonna get if you meet somebody online. That's just crazy. Uh, now statistic, approximately only 30% of internet data survey, surveyed report using an online service to find real love, you know what I'm saying, has found real love. Ain't found real love. No, nah, you're not going to really find real love like that, man. Um, the things I named, the things I did name with uh, concerning how friendship, you know, friendships and, you know, and that, that aspect has went bad. The same difference applies in the relationship between a man and a woman. You know what I'm saying? You got a man who's a, a woman abuser, who's bullying you to do stuff. Uh, or, hey, women do it too, so I ain't going to just put it all on men. You got women abusers out there too. You know what I'm saying? They, they be swinging and, all kind, and doing all kind of nonsense. So, yeah, you got women who do that same thing too. Don't don't try to put it all on men nowadays. Switch roles. Um, you got mistrust. Uh, jealousy and betrayal and crazy differences, uh, inconsistencies. You love me one day, the other day you don't love me. I mean, what does it happen? <laughs> I mean, how is that even possible? If God has real love and God is telling us to show real love, and I've given you John 15 and 13 and whatnot, um, and you say you have God in you, especially these people who say they're Christians and believe in God and follow God and follow Jesus Christ and say they saved and sanctified. How can you say you have real love for a person and show some type of inconsistency? I don't I don't get that. Maybe you want to leave me a message on that. Yo, leave me a message on that and help me develop then and, and get to the, the root of that problem. Uh the conflicts you suffer in a relationship, uh, indecisiveness, man. Uh you can't decide on just minor things, you know what I'm saying? That just and and then between the inconsistency and and, and uh, no that, that it creates a conflict and the bad company. Oh God, um, what Erica Badu say? Call Tyrone and all that stuff. And every time you go somewhere, you know what I'm saying? You gotta bring your best friend uh, along. Y'all can't be alone because he got his boys at the house, or y'all can't be alone because she got her girls around all the time. It's always what about uh, Patricia to go with us or what about uh, John you know what I'm saying he want to go like are you serious you got to keep people around you and stuff like that you'll never have a successful relationship doing that type of situation um, non-commitment oh god that that right there oh boy you know what I'm saying uh, commitment no one nowadays, people don't even really want to make a commitment to do anything more or less be in a relationship you don't want to commit to God and that's the that's the ultimate commitment. Um, so if you can't commit to God, I don't see you committing to anything in your life. You know what I'm saying? You can't commit to losing weight. <laughs> You're cheating on your diet every chance you get. You can't commit to uh, staying in school and going back to school more or less and staying in school. Ah, there's just no commitment for really for at least I would just want to say 80 percent of people who say they commit in a relationship don't commit. They don't. 
It's rare. It's Commitment is a rare word. It's a road less traveled by the masses. Commitment. You don't want to commit to anything. I was in a relationship once where a girl told me or a woman told me that we don't need to label anything. We're just where we are. We are just what we are without no title. Are you serious? Like, no, that just shows your commitment level. You don't want to say that I'm your man and you don't want me to say I'm your woman. We just together. But you want to be at every event I go to because I'm a musician producer, so that's what I do. So I'm involved in the music world, entertainment field. So you want to be there, the red carpet. You want to take pictures and whatnot, but you don't want nobody to tell me or you don't want me to tell nobody that I'm I'm your man or you my girl. Like, that makes no sense. Nobody want to commit to things. Um, I could just tell you I got like five minutes. <laughs> I got five minutes left, so he's giving me a signal. So what I'm going to do is... Uh, let this music play real quick. Let them give me something. Hit me with something real quick. And I'm going to come back and let y'all know what it really is. Give you my final thought of everything and that synopsis. And we're going to end this joint. Yo, he, E, hit me with something. Oh, boy. Now, you know I'm a musician. You know I know what that is already. You picked that one. You picked that one, yo. You really getting with that one. Yo, once again, this is your boy, DeAndre. And uh, this is, uh, we're pretty much talking. Relationships 101. First episode, leave me something. Let me know what you really think about this. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what you really think, what you're going through in your relationship, whether it be family, friends, or a relationship between a man and woman. Let me know what you're going through. Leave me a message here on Anchor. Yo, we're going to continue this. We're going to let Lionel sing this this verse right here. Yes, sir. Yo, turn that one up, E. Yes, sir. To love one another That heaven might find A place In their hearts Yeah, man Sing it If you out there, sing that right there Sing that right there Wow Yes, he is Yes, he is, man He won't He won't let He won't let you down, man What friends do And I know All right, let's get down to it. Yo, leave that on, man. Let that play down in the background. Yeah, right there. Um, I'm going to give you my final thoughts on it all. My final thoughts on relationship is, is that you have to, you have to take a little good with a little bad in a relationship. Um, everything is not going to go your way. Everything is not going to go right for you in any relationship with friendship, uh, relationship with families families fall out the best thing about relationships with a, a family member is is that uh, your family and y'all gonna not gonna always see eye to eye but your family uh, the, the thing about relationships between friendships is that you're gonna fall out too but if you have a real friend and you have a person who says they're your real friend y'all gonna come back together you know what I'm saying y'all gonna hash it out whether y'all gotta yell scream whatever but y'all that's your friend they gonna y'all gonna come back together. A relationship between a man and a woman is if it's real love and it's 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 rooted and grounded, first of all, in God, because most times we we we're ready for them the wedding, but we're not ready for we're ready for the wedding, but we're not ready for the marriage. And that just opens up a new can of worms. I'd have to tackle that next time. But yo, relationships are a healthy part of a lifestyle, any lifestyle. No man, Edgar Allan Poe said it best, no man's an island. 
you can't stand by yourself. The Bible tells us that he who has friends must show himself friendly. So if God wants you to survive by yourself, he'd have never in that never had anyone put that scripture in the Bible or inspired somebody to write that. He wants us to have relationships and healthy functioning relationships with each other. But you can't do this if you're going into relationships with previous hurt. You go into relationships with bad thoughts in your mind and pessimistic behavior and attitudes already saying that this is probably going to end badly. Because in the Bible also tells us that uh, it, that with your tongue, the power of life and death lies in the tongue. You speak that situation and God hears that because he hears everything you say, including every vain word. Then it, he's going to adhere to that. You're going to speak that into existence saying that it's going to go bad, something's going to go awry, and it is what it is. I'm just trying to tell you that, first of all, love God. Love yourself and everything else is going to fall into place when those two things are the leading. Again, love God and then love yourself. But relationships one-on-one, -on -one, this is your boy DeAndre. I'm glad you gave me your ear. Leave me a comment. Um, you can email me at uh, southernswagfilms uh, at gmail.com. That's southernswag with two Gs. Films.com at gmail. Uh, at gmail.com rather and you can leave me a message let me know some topics let me know what you feel let me know if you enjoyed it i don't mind taking construct uh constructive criticisms so i don't mind doing that it's my first one so we're just now getting it me and e and um like i said i'm gonna holler at y'all till next time be safe love god love yourself and everything else will fall in place i'm gonna holler peace <laughs>